In some of my songs I've casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer well, This little song is more to the point So roll out the barrel and lend me your ear I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow I like beer It helps me unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow Makes him feel mellow Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. With us tonight, we've got most of the ILB team. Uh, we've got the doctor. Aloha, everybody. And uh, sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer Joe is not with us tonight as he's out diligently searching for our next uh, guest for some upcoming podcasts. Good luck, Joe. Good luck. Mm. Is, he, is he walking the streets? Uh, you know what? Whatever Joe does, we don't we don't question his methods. We just appreciate the results of his labor. Wait, maybe, or, or maybe maybe we'll have the Pope. We, you never know, with Joe. That's why I said it. it's like one of those things. We just kind of sit back. He does his thing, and uh, we're always amazed by who he who he's able to get. We say thank you. Exactly. Wait, well, it would be good if we had a podcast with the Pope and a streetwalker. That would be interesting. Yeah. 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 Same that, show. I think that would be <laughs> same yes. show. Same, same show. show. Okay. Multiple episodes, probably though. Multiple episodes. <laughs> and we let the doctor do the interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying out no. of the interviewing Joe, process for that. I'm not I'm not asking the Pope one thing. <laughs> He'd be like Santa Claus. Oh, Mr. Todd. Do you think that the Pope would be really good at beer or not a beer though? Uh he'd get them all. I probably he's would. Get, he's right? get divine, he's got divine, divine intervention. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think he'd be better at wine or not a wine. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah. Sin or not a sin. <laughs> Listeners, this is exactly what happens when Joe is not here. We're already off the rails. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that tells oh, us, sorry, yeah. slow down, speed up, stop, turn right, turn left, shut up, <laughs> move on. And look, we can't even get through the first four minutes without Joe, but we're going to try anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to our show. We are friends who love sharing beers, telling stories, so we made it a podcast. And we are lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, Beer Mecca within a Beer Mecca, where it's 72 degrees all year long, sun shining, water's warm, but of course, back to sheltering with beer in place, masking it up when we go out. Uh, We appreciate our listeners and followers on social media. Welcome to new listeners. And like we always ask, we don't have commercials, we just shamelessly ask. Please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. Right. To re-hit that social media stuff, please follow us on social media. It's I Like Beer the Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one. Uh, you can also visit our website, take a look at some of the places we visited um, this year. And uh, that website is I Like Beer the Podcast.com. And it's got some updates on there. Very good. So keep listening, sharing, liking, commenting. Send us a message when you have a question or suggestion for us. We're we're grown men. We're not mature men, but we are grown men. We can take it. Send us a comment. Give us some advice or a tip. Tell us what you think. Message us on social media or shoot us an email at I like beer the podcast at gmail.com. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh Roel Barrett from the Netherlands, uh, who uh, friended me on Untapped, and Marta Gutierrez as well. Welcome aboard. Of course, we're still Zooming, still sheltering with beer in place. Hope you're all well and safe. It's a crazy time and a crazy world we're living in right now. 
Yeah, actually, not to interrupt too much or too early, but uh, I just want to give you a, a heads up here on this. Or I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, looking through the news feed today, uh, these are just four headlines that I saw. I'm not going to go any in depth in any of this stuff. You guys are more than welcome to look these up. But these are headlines that are happening in our world today. Actually, it happening in the United States today. So uh, headline number one is that former Miss Kentucky was sentenced to two years in prison for sending topless photos to a 15-year-old student. The hell? <laughs> exactly. Uh, can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. That never happens to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, a Florida woman was arrested after skinning her boyfriend's testicles during a fight. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Exactly. You, why did you go there? Why did you go I'm there? Sorry. I'm sorry. Come I, on. <laughs> I'm saying you can't make this stuff up. You yeah. can't make this stuff so up. I, I, I'm still, oh. I was still thinking of Miss Kentucky's breasts. Oh. And, now, and, now, and now you got to go there. What the hell? Ah, uh, yeah, you know. And then, uh, how about this one? Uh, teenagers are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to buy booze underage. It's another one. Can't make this stuff up. Uh, and finally, the fourth one that I and I actually narrowed it down. I had about eight of them, so I'm narrowing it down to four. Uh, California woman revenge urinates on Verizon floor over face mask. So I did <laughs> see that one. I saw that one too. There you have. That's the world we live in. After all that, I need a beer. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing, uh, what are we doing tonight? We're doing fridge beers or beer, yeah, emptying the beer fridge, continuing to empty the beer fridge. All right. It's It's got to be cleared out. Uh, Doc, what you got? I got a nice, juicy, cold mango cart from Golden Road Brewing. Boy, it's, it's sheer refreshing on a hot summer day. Excellent. Tom, what did you pull out of the fridge? Well, I'm trying to get a jump start on the weekend. I pulled out Weekend Vibes from Coronado Brewing. Nice. Always excellent. Nice summer IPA. Actually, nowadays, it's always the weekend, Tom. It's always the weekend. So you don't even have to worry about the weekend vibes now. Every day is Saturday. Can I just say I'm jealous? (laughs) (laughs) And Talon and I are sharing a couple beers today that we had in common in the beer fridge. What are we starting with? Right. So we're starting with, uh, it's from uh, my... My new favorite uh, brewery, I've never been there, but based on their website and just their cans, it's my my favorite brewery today, or my new favorite brewery. It's called Roadhouse uh, Beer Company out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, and we're starting off with the Family Vacation Cream Ale. And it's got, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for VW buses. So I, when I saw this beer with the VW bus on the front, um, I was like, oh, I got, I got to have this. I also then started looking at their cans and their cans are, are fantastic. So first of all, it says, um, this is style as a cream ale. It pairs well with uh, mom's apple pie and float trips, which we can all appreciate. The other thing is it has a, a little thing they're talking about the road trip or the family vacation. It says you've barely crossed the state line and together time has already morphed into I need a beer time. And that's when you truly appreciate the well-balanced, crisp, sweet, multi-flavor of a brew that goes down easy and ignores the backseat fights and satisfies for the long haul. So I thought that was a pretty pretty cool thing they got in their can. So uh, I don't know. What do you think about this beer? I think they're encouraging me to drink and drive on a family vacation, which we do not encourage. Yes. We are not supporting that, <laughs> although it's a great can write-up. I do like this beer. You know, we're our hometown brewery, uh, Mother Earth, their cream ale has that vanilla in it. So I was automatically Correct, yeah. expecting a little sweeter of a beer and it's not, it's got it more of a dry hop Pilsner style, but it has, a, yeah. I wouldn't say, I would say it has a creaminess to it more than a, than what I was I expecting of a cream ale that tastes sort of like a old cream, cream soda, but very good. I would, I would definitely. Yeah, it's very clean. 
I could drink six or eight of these in a row without blinking. It is, uh, as they call them, a, what a, a porch pounder. It is crushable. It is, uh, it is a good, very good summer, summer beer or a hot beer, you know, in terms of a hot day, you mm-hmm. can drink a lot of it. So it's, it's very refreshing and not sweet at all. I had an interesting beer last night. Yeah. You guys, I, I actually enjoyed a sour. I have to admit I had oh, a wow. sour last, I had a sour last night. Here he comes. Brought, Reel him in. My son brought home a crowler from Belching Beaver and uh, it was peach a la mode. So it, but it was a little peach sour to start and I go, ah, but then it had a nice, smooth cream finish. It was it was enjoyable. So Sounds very good. I, yeah, it was good. Was he still wearing his grandma costume? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh no, this was your son. That's over twenty one. Okay, the older son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> just clar- clarifying. <laughs> but I had a sour that I enjoyed, and I that's drank great. the whole thing. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna probably go to Belgian Beaver and pick one of those up. There you go. It does sound really good. I think you guys would all enjoy it. Sour people. I got it on my list. I have not to sour people. No, sour we got people. It. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> sour, yeah. Punctu- sour, punctu- beer people. Punctuation is sour. important. Punctuation not is important. Sour. Yeah, the sour beer drinkers. Aficionados. Yes, there you go. Now, no one tell uh, producer Joe that Todd has had a sour he enjoys till he hears the podcast because I, I, that's going to be priceless for him to to, to hear that. Yeah. I want to know his response. I enjoyed it because it, it, it didn't have a sour finish, though. It didn't leave me feeling sour. A little sour oh, to start off. Nice. Yeah, it would change. It was nice. I like a beer where, you know, that, that's different. The initial you. punch. Yeah. Yeah. With beer in hand, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Toast tonight. Am I the only one with a toast tonight? I believe so. We're a single toast night. Well, that'll zip us along pretty good. All right. My toast tonight is to the comedians out there going about their business at a time when we most need to laugh. And I have a special affinity for uh, the humorous, like our late night TV hosts uh, that specialize in satire. I'm not going to read a litany of all the things going on in the world, but right now you can feel a little lost at sea with all that's going on just from talent reading some headlines. Add to that a pandemic and race relation issues and everything else. Comics don't haul us to shore, but they sometimes send us a life preserver to help us float along. And when they took their vacations and there was no humor to be had for a few days, a couple weeks, that was brutal. So I believe that the comics have always given us a way to understand, access, and talk about ugly things, awful things going on in the world around us by getting us to laugh first. And in fact, National Geographic last month had an article where the scientists studied uh, late night TV hosts and satire to see how it affected people and their ability to understand complex issues like global warming or whatever you want to, you pick the issue. And it showed how that with a little humor involved, uh, people can start to understand things are a little resistant to or, or don't understand. So it's not new. Voltaire did it. Swift did it. Twain did it. Vonnegut did it. George Carlin was a master at their best. These comedians through laughter or wincing make us think and help us understand and spur us on at our best into action. So my case in point, just watched it Sunday, a new season, W. Kamau Bell's show, The United Shades of America. 
I, I don't know if you've got a chance to watch one of his shows yet, but he's a comedian. And sometimes it takes a, a comic to guide our understanding into uncomfortable trips to our own culture. So he sits down with KKK members and such and kind of pry. Oh gosh. What, what, what's it on Netflix or what? Uh, CNN. So he takes on very serious subjects, but he can do it with a comedian's irreverence. And uh, I think that's needed. So to the Samantha B's and the Trevor Noah's and the W. Kamau Bell's cheers. Thanks for taking the extra time and putting in the extra effort to make us laugh uh, during these tough times. Cheers. 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 We need more laughter. Yeah. To quote uh, the... uh Famous prophet, Jimmy Buffett, if we couldn't laugh, we would all go insane. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. Perfectly. Thank you for my taking my three minute uh, spiel and turning it into a perfect quote. That was awesome. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, Jimmy <laughs> Buffett, no, no, Jimmy no, Buffett no. tends to do that with a lot of stuff. No, no don't apologize. <laughs> that was that was perfect and funny, which makes the yeah. point, <laughs> which there which does so, make the point. Very good. How about roast tonight? So I've got a, a new roast, and then I've got an update to a previous roast. So uh, the new roast is one I, I alluded to it in my uh, my headlines, uh, but I saw this story, and at first I was like, oh, that maybe could be a toast. But then as we do not condone underage drinking, I'm saying, no, we need to roast some people here. Yep. So basically, I, I guess what we've come to find out is that in a pandemic, no one knows if you're underage. Um, and so what's happened here is that uh, teenagers are using that fake to basically hit or go to liquor stores dressing up as elderly grandmas wearing face masks, coronavirus face masks. But they're actually taking it one step forward, um, and they're they're videotaping themselves on TikTok and, and putting it out. One of these videos had like 1.5 million views, shows a, a blonde girl getting ready for this. She's getting wrinkles drawn on her with makeup, um, and then she uses a walker in the parking lot clutching a, a – you know, wearing a baggy sweater, wire rim glasses, and a babushka headscarf, and goes into the the liquor store, purchases the alcohol, and then comes out and she shows the video of herself uh, purchasing the alcohol. And she said, basically, according to the comments, that this actually happened in California, so we kind of need to roast ourselves for not doing a very good job of checking IDs. Um, and it says the old lady was not asked to show an ID, and actually, uh, the uh, store owner was actually worried. Uh, about her and said, are you going to be able to carry the bottles by yourself? Should I help you out to the car? Uh, Oh, she should have said yes. She should have said said yes. yes. I'm I'm not condoning Um, drinking and driving or teenage drinking, uh, but she should have said yes just for the video. Yeah. So, and there are other other videos that show ones wearing gray wigs and glasses. And actually one just put on an old person Halloween costume mask and and was successful. Uh, Another one where one teenager just accompanied her grandmother, you know, in quotes, uh, who was a friend dressed up as a granny wearing masks and gloves and they, they go in and then come out. So I guess in this case, I'm roasting uh, our, our state, California, since most of these are coming out in California is, Hey, people continue to check IDs. It isn't always what you see. Uh, so that's, that's my first roast. Plus I just thought it was like, wow, that's a, that's an interesting story. So in an update to a previous roast, so the previous roast, I don't know if this is coming from a couple of weeks ago, probably everybody by now has hopefully seen the story. It was the one about the woman who is actually again, San Diego. So, uh, we, we talk a lot about, we're going to roast our own today. Uh-oh. It, this woman at a Starbucks that got upset because she was asked to wear a mask. And so she took a picture of the, the gentleman, the, the, the young man that was you know serving her, the barista there, and then posted it on Facebook and basically said, hey, these people are discriminating against me. They didn't give me service and everything else. The post went viral, but everybody began roasting the woman. 
uh, what's her name here? Amber Lynn Gills, I think is her last name, began roasting her. And then they set up a GoFundMe page. And actually, that GoFundMe page was set up for the young man, the barista, and it raised $105,000 in, in uh, donations before that GoFundMe was disabled. So kind of a cool story, the way that came out. Well, now we're moving on to the next parts of it. So Gills, you know, apparently enough wasn't enough. And so she decides, hey, I'm going to sue Gutierrez, uh, the barista, for half of the donations he's received. And so she recently went on one of our local news networks here to talk about it. I saw her. Yeah. And she basically said, hey, it's discrimination. And I don't condone train wrecks. Well, this is a train wreck in the ultimate definition of train wreck. So uh, she went on that, you know, and basically talked about how, hey, it's discrimination. And I can't understand why everyone's okay with it and enabling and rewarding that behavior. Uh, so she reached out to some lawyers, but found out, hey, it's really expensive to hire a lawyer. So she's launched her own GoFundMe page to pay for her uh, her lawsuit. The newscasters or people interviewing her, the news outlet interviewing said, hey, do you want to issue an apology? And she said, nope. She goes, I feel like I'm the one who needs the apology because I am the one who's been discriminated against. I saw that. Then she proceeded to uh, tell the news outlet and she provided them with uh, two documents uh, to prove that she had a medical exemption from the face covering mandate. So uh, uh, here are the two documents that she provided. One was a 2016 pelvic exam. Not sure how that uh, doesn't allow you to wear a mask, but that was that was one of her documented. Uh, You're wearing it wrong. Yeah, it, probably. Uh, and then the other one was a, <laughs> a handwritten note that was from the letterhead of a, a local chiropractor. Um, and she asked for him not to be named. Um, and basically, it's funny. It's, it kind of says uh, some things. And it says, if you have any questions, please contact me on the chiropractor's letterhead. But when the news outlet contacted him, he said, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. So those were her, her kind of <laughs> things. And, and actually, she was asked, why would a chiropractor give you a medical exemption for, for breathing-related issues? And she responded, hey, they're real doctors. So she, uh, she started this GoFundMe page. Um, and she's trying to raise $5,000 saying that she has been slandered and defamed on the GoFundMe raiser. And she claims that it's her First Amendment right to describe her experience in a review. Um, and she didn't give anyone permission to use her photo or call her a Karen uh, or to profit off her post. So <laughs> probably asking how that GoFundMe page is going. So far, the GoFundMe page has raised $430. But if you look at the donations right now, they're all $5 donations so that people can leave a comment. And so people are leaving $5 donations and leaving comments oh, like, is that the minimum? Yes. And there's leaving comments like, uh, here was one, take your $5, Amber, bowling someone for doing the right thing. That's disgusting. You're a miserable piece of shit. Get a life. So, <laughs> so it's kind of backfiring on her again. And again, here, the story gets even better. Uh, so a separate GoFundMe. Oh, there's now more. Has- there is more. A separate GoFundMe. You know me. I always do extensive research. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. A separate GoFundMe now has been created by someone claiming to be Gills's sister-in-law. And she has titled that GoFundMe uh, page as Lawyer Fees to Fight Starbucks Karen. And on that page, uh, the sister-in-law writes, hey, she lives at my mother-in-law's house. And even though my mother-in-law has asked her to move out, she refuses. So I'm raising money to get my mother-in-law a lawyer to get Amber out of the house. <laughs> so this story is oh, ongoing. Uh, and I believe if you're going to define a roast, this is the ultimate person that needs to get roasted right now. Um, and so we'll see. We'll stay tuned. We'll see what ends up happening with us. And she's doing all your work for you. I know. It's too easy. It really is too easy. She's not even making it hard. It isn't. Yeah, yeah. low-hanging fruit. Exactly. So. Uh, <laughs> I did see her on the news, and my father, who's been gone for many, many years, I could hear his voice say, so full of shit, your eyes are turning brown. Yeah. So some people just don't know when to let it go. The only thing wrong with that, she's not living in Florida. 
Well, you know what? We have to be willing to roast our own. We need to be willing to roast our own. And right now, I, I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. if you're looking at the news right now, California is rivaling Florida for a lot of stories. I mean, we're 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 not we're not holding we're not holding ourselves to a higher standard. I will say at this point right now, California is definitely that girl should have been in Orange yeah. County. It could be San Diego. She should have been Orange County. That's right. She get, she should have been in Orange County or uh, or the Inland Empire maybe. But yeah. um, San Diego, we hopefully are a little better than that. Come on, we we know better than All that. Right. We can do better. We can do yes. better. We hopefully are inspiring people to be better right here. Anyone else with a roast? Then I'm moving on to pours, and I believe I have the only pour. I'm going to keep it short. Joe would be very proud that I'm pouring one. This is a taking one out of talents book here. I'm pouring it out for common sense. Nice, needs to be done. Just common sense, and I'm I'm going to beg you all. Don't comment after this. We'll only get ourselves in trouble. I'm pouring one out for common sense based on a single headline I ran across while perusing news in the brewing world. Pouring one out for common sense when I read this headline. Deschutes Brewing announces the release of its non-alcoholic Irish stout. (laughs) What? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. So, hey, with that, pour one out. I, I finished my alcoholic beverage, so I think we need another beer. <laughs> yeah. Right on. I'm right there with you. Me too. So, what what did you grab out of the uh, beer fridge, Tom? I'm finishing off the Hen House delivery with a little liquid entertainment IPA. And uh, that classic can art that we all raved about. So, a fine-tasting... Pale India Pale Ale with Simcoe, Utica, Comet, and Dr. Rudy Hops. That is an excellent beer with great can art, which we discussed. I just finished my last hen house, and the beer fairy, who's incredibly masculine, uh, brought me one more hen house. So I have an oyster stout again. Thank you, Talent. Nice. I have one of those, too. So you let me know when you want to open it, and we'll cheers each other with that last one. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Doctor, what did you open? You sticking with the mango? You got something new? No, right now, ready? There I go. Just opened a uh, Carlsbad Pizza Port Chronic Ale, the Amber Ale, which is a perennial favorite of all of ours. So, yes, I haven't had one in a while. I'm looking forward to it. So, cheers. cheers! Cheers, cheers! And talent, you and I have another Roadhouse. Yeah, this one's fantastic. I, should, I guess I got ahead of ourselves. Isn't it good? Oh my gosh, this is such a good pale ale. Mm-hmm. Trout whistle pale ale and mosaic calypso hops i think it has another hops in there too if i remember correctly when i was looking it up earlier uh pairs well with sunshine lake picnics and roots reggae now that's exactly what came to mind when i first had the the drink roots reggae was it is so good it's got like a citrus you don't nearly have like a, a heavy like a citrus taste to a pale ale yeah um, and it, you know it, like it, this it, i mean not most it's Almost like an Alesmith 394, but but lighter and crispier. Yeah, no, this is this is a great pale ale. And once again, they didn't fail us on the uh, can art or can uh, write up. Sometimes when the fish are not biting, you just give a whistle and things turn out all right. Like the fickle dancing incubus, this pale ale confounds pungently tropical, a bit cantankerous. That's a 
Peterman would say, that's an awful lot of words. <laughs> like the fickle dancing incubus. Incubus is a demon that has sex with you while you're sleeping. Oh. Wait a minute. Hey. Wait a <laughs> minute. Down here. We need to have another what it Wild Kingdom, Dr. Todd's Wild Kingdom for about Wait, is that is that why my butt hurts when I wake up in the morning sometimes? Not from this one. This one's this one's quote fickle dancing incubus. Yeah, this one. You would you have you have been visited by an unfickle dancing incubus. I don't know if dancing or not. Oh. Um this goes from a failed fishing expedition to whistling to get the fish to bite to being uh, accosted in your sleep by a demon to being pungently tropical and cantankerous. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah, no, it's, I'm going to argue with it. I, I'm not going to argue with the fishing or the demon, but it's not pungent. It's actually smells delicious and it's light, not pungent. And it's not cantankerous. It, it's delightful. It's crisp and, and lovely. No, I agree with that. I, I would say, I don't know if that's a, they, they make them, but if you had to have like a summer pale ale, this is a summer pale ale. Yeah. Right. It doesn't like it. It's very refreshing. It's it's very uh, it's a much lighter feel to it. I, I would say like you could take certain pale ales and make them almost like a, a winter pale ale where you feel like it needs to be really cold and you're sitting mm-hmm. in front of a fire and that's the pale ale. This one, you need to be out you know, exactly like on a river or on a lake or something like this. This is a, a great beer. It reminds me of a Deschutes brewing um, their Twilight Ale, which they they put out in the summer. And I yeah. think I shared on one of our earliest right. podcasts. I, I had some. That's what it, rem- it it doesn't it's not exactly like that but it's in that family of of really light summery like you said pale ales. Well, nice right. job yeah. Roadhouse. We're going to have to find out more about Roadhouse and how to get some more. Hey, if you're listening in Wyoming and you want some San Diego beers, you check in with us and we'll we'll set up an exchange. Yeah, you guys are lucky. <laughs> what that, that's Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Yeah, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. My sister lives in Wyoming. I better get her to she can get us some. Yes. Oh, please. So, Tom, I saw your family has also set up an outdoor theater. Uh, and I know Talent has done this in, from his pool as well because we've been invited over uh, in summers past. But I saw you set up an outdoor theater for having family over to watch movies too. Yes, it was uh, and still is very fun having everybody over, uh, the family that is. And we went had the first few nights we had an 80s night. And then we enjoyed Hamilton this weekend. So, no, we did too. We did as well. It's been great, you know, seeing it on the quote big screen yeah. <laughs> outside, you know, with a with a sound system. It's been a nice change of pace getting outside and watching a movie. So been fun. Yeah, we have some family members who are high risk, so we're able to have them over and, and put them in their place in the yard and other family that, you know, kind of works in you know, in hospitals and stuff, they're, they're like, they're nervous about coming over because they work, you know, they're working with a lot of COVID patients. So we put them in their part of the yard and we're all able to sit back and watch some movies. It's fun. I also know from our past discussion, we've been introducing our own young adult children to movies and shows of days gone by since there's hardly anything new to watch and we're all kind of stuck at home together. So I'm wondering of the things you've shared with your kids you know they're a different generation they have different tastes different demands for their movies and and definitions of what makes a great movie Uh, of what you've shared i'd like to know what's held up and what is not held up so i'm going to ask you to to share me a a couple movies you've watched with the family don't tell us if it held up or not just tell us the movie and a little bit about it and then tell us the second movie and a little bit about it and then we'll try to guess 
if that movie held up or did not hold up. Talent, you want to start us off? Sure, I'll, I'll do this. Actually, we've watched a lot, um, so it's hard to kind of pick a couple. So I picked two. Um, Joe's not here. You can talk about you. 12 if you want. No, yeah. don't. Don't. No, I'll pick two. I'll pick two. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, the first one I have is, uh, and this I think you guys are going to, because you guys know me, will know pretty obvious which one stands up and which one didn't stand up. But first one was the 1986 release. Uh, one of my, well, I can't say that. Uh, one of my favorite movies at the time. It was Three Amigos, uh, so the tales of Dusty Bottoms, Lucky Day, and Ned Niederlander, and the infamous El Guapo. Uh, in case no one knows, infamous means more than famous. <laughs> and so we watched that one. It's a fun movie about kind of uh, Hollywood back in the in the day. And then the other movie we w- w- uh, watched, the other one I picked was a movie called Weekend at Bernie's. So that movie was uh, released in 1989, and uh, basically that one you have uh, two uh, salesmen that are invited to uh, the really nice beach house of their boss. In the Hamptons. um, In the Hamptons, exactly. And so they're there for the big party and everything's going crazy. And so not to give too much of the plot away, but the boss ends up dying. And so they decide, hey, we don't want to give up this weekend. So we're going to act like he hasn't died. So they... You know, walk around with it's Bernie. Bernie's their boss. They walk around with a corpse for two hours and enjoy the hijinks. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Enjoy the hijinks. There you go. That's exactly what it is. Hijinks. We all and we have also watched both those recently. We watched both of those recently. So I I have my opinion. Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. All right, Tom. What do you think of those two films? Which one held up? Well, I love El Guapo, and I love El Suerter that they gave him too. So are you guys? uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, you guys, uh, I'm going to go with the three amigos there. So although there are some some funny points in Weekend at Bernie's, I will give it that. Doc, which one do you think held up? Yeah, probably three amigos. But speaking of Weekend at Bernie's, I was thinking of uh, our Chief Justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm thinking <laughs> if she passes away right now, if she did <laughs> If she if she passes away, we need to just prop her up in her bed or whatever. On her. Make it look like she's alive, just for a f- just for a few more months until <laughs> till January. I am appalled Anyways. and totally agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's hilarious. We watched both these movies uh, recently as well, and there are parts of Three Amigos that were quite cringy. The singing in the desert. But Weekend yeah. at Bernie's is just awful. And we'd remember, my wife and I had remembered it being so funny, but it was just. Yeah. And then I can't get over the idea of just you're hanging out with a corpse the whole time. But yeah, beyond exactly. the corpse, it was just uh, everything, the acting, the filming, it was just awful. And it has a sequel. How does that happen? Okay. I were, know. Were, yeah. were we right? Did Three Amigos hold up? You actually, you guys pretty much nailed it, and you just nailed it the weekend at Bernie's one. It was it was the most cringeworthy movie I've watched in a long time, and it's like it's hard to believe that at one point I thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, I actually sad to say it's probably one of the few movies of all the movies I've watched that really didn't hold up. Most of them do. Most of most of those movies back from the that I thought were really good back when I was in you know middle school, high school, and I still find it pretty funny today. Three Amigos still to me is a classic, and I, yeah. I, I actually watch that movie probably once a year. So um, I, I love that movie. Steve Martin and Martin Short together, you, you're not going to beat that. And then Tom poured one out for Carl Reiner a couple weeks ago. Steve Martin wrote in the New York Times uh, last weekend a little eulogy for Carl Reiner, saying his 
you know, the, one of the best men I ever knew, but his first line, and, and I didn't plan this. So here we go. I'm going to try to quote it or, or paraphrase anyways. His first line was, I've, I've known two perfect men in my life. One was Carl Reiner. The other was that son of a bitch, Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, it's a, it's a, like I said, you watch that movie, it's got a little cheesy to it, but it's, it is funny. And those are three guys in their prime that are hilarious. So Steve Martin and Martin Short, uh, whenever they're interviewed together, they are just hilarious. You can tell together. they love each other and they just love playing off each other. Yeah. What have you been watching over at your house, Doctor? All right. So a couple of classics I kind of made the family watch. Uh, I made them watch uh, Blazing Saddles, which I remember as you know, just laughing forever, and then Jaws. So two little different movies. Yeah. So Blazing Saddles and Jaws, we had the kids watch. My kids are older kids. They're like, you know, big teens and early 20s. So there you go. Interesting. All right. So what do you think? You guys got to guess. What do you think, Tom? Wow. Those are two very, very different movies. So you could go in entirely different directions with that. I mean, they're both, in my mind, really good movies in their own right. But just knowing that the doctor's household is a fun-loving bunch, I'm going to say that they probably enjoyed Blazing Saddles more. All right. Okay, good. Talent? I'm going to reverse that because I, I, I mean, I've actually watched both those movies and I still think they both hold up to this day. Uh, but I was a big Blazing Saddles fan back then and I still, that just hits me the right way. But I think our, our kids maybe don't see some of the humor in it that we see. And I think the only thing I could see that people might have find at fault with Jaws is maybe because they're so used to uh, CGI special effects, they might find some issues there. But I think Jaws still holds up to this day. And I think you watch that and you're still going to be afraid to go back in the water. There's still some classic lines in Jaws. Got to get a bigger boat. Oh, for sure. Hey, check out our podcast, Shark Week 2019, to hear all of them. Yep. So we're. I think it comes down to... Doing the French mistake versus Dunham, right? <laughs> Blazing Saddle. Oh, I can't believe that your family didn't like one of these two movies. That uh, I'm shocked at that. But Blazing Saddles does have that weird late 70s fall apart ending where I don't see young people of our uh, of the new generation appreciating that all of a sudden we're on a Hollywood set and then we're at the movie theater and then there's a limousine going into the deck. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, but your kids have swam with sharks. Jaws is nothing to them. They live that. I'm going, they like Blazing Saddles. Change, I just changed my whole mind. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, were, you were on the right track to begin with. Yeah, they, they couldn't hang with Blazing Saddles. They could, you know... There were parts of it, but they, yeah, they couldn't hang for thing. But Jaws, they still, you know, they were still, Jaws, good movie. they were still into Jaws. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And I had another one. I showed them Airplane. I go, there's so many classic lines from Airplane. So many classic lines. You guys are going to love this. They thought they I, didn't. I agree. Yeah, we did the same thing with Airplane. That was another one where the kid, the, like, I still liked yeah. it, but the kids were like, yeah, I don't know so much about Airplane. No, I thought, I thought, oh, you guys are going to love this. It's yeah. so funny. My family appreciated Airplane and then realized that my wife and I have been saying those lines their whole child. <laughs> like that, that's like everything you say is either Seinfeld or Airplane. But then we that's said, cool. oh, if you like that, wait for Airplane 2. And that was a dud. That, that didn't, uh, other than the hospital yeah. scene. And then when William Shatner steps in for three minutes of the film, you know, that, that one didn't fly so well. Tom, what did you show over at your, your house? What about yours? Well, the f 
like I said, we had kind of an 80s week flashback. And uh, the first one was the original Footloose with Kevin Bacon, who's uh stars as Ren McCormick, teenager from Chicago who moves out to small Western town. where, And throughout the film, he's attempting to overturn a ban on dancing, uh, which is the result of an, uh, the efforts of a local minister. And along the way, he happens to fall in love with Ariel, who is the rebellious daughter of who? The minister. And then the second one was 16 Candles, starring Molly Ringwald, Michael Shuffling, and Anthony Michael Hall. And Ringwald, as you may remember, she's a budding high school sophomore, and it's her 16th birthday, but nobody remembers it's her 16th birthday day because her sister is getting married the next day and everybody's focused on her sister. And to pile on, she has a crush on senior Jake Ryan, who has no idea that she exists. A day in the life of a budding high school sophomore. All right. So what do you, what do you think, Doc? Which one held up? You know, my, my teenage daughter, I know, recently watched 16 Candles. She was into it. So I'm going to say 16 Candles they were into. The other, the other one, no, not so much. Footloose. Footloose. There you go. Talent. Well, I'm going to say, first of all, that I think both those movies hold up. And anyone who says they don't, we should have words with them because they're both classics and both great movies. Oh, that's me. <laughs> what I'm going to say is that uh, Footloose is a classic. Kevin Bacon is is a hero. And uh, I'm going to say that that held up just because I love Kevin Bacon. I have no reason for that. Uh, to say that why it held up, but it does. The only thing is, is they did a new modern version of Footloose, so maybe young kids aren't smart enough to think beyond what they uh, what they like right now. Um, so I'm going to say 16 Candles didn't hold up because it is a bit cheesy and it is very 80s. So that's what I'm going to go with. All right, good tiebreaker. I'm going to be one of those people talent. I I can't stand either of those movies and and didn't like them when I saw them when I was a kid. Uh, but that's all right. I will say this about Ariel and Footloose. She's like a fickle dancing incubus. That is true. That is very true. That's <laughs> probably why I liked it. And also because I can picture Tom and Tina like doing all the dances, you know, uh, yes. simultracked to the right. movie for their kids. So I'm going to say your right. kids like Footloose. What, which one was it, Tom? Well, before I answer this, I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners, this is one of the few times you will ever hear Jeff and Jeff disagree on something <laughs> right <laughs> so mark this episode he also loves les mis i do love les mis i love les mis yeah how can you not love les mis no it's another podcast no. another podcast <laughs> anyway getting back to the the question at hand uh footloose was the winner okay uh and i think mainly just because of the soundtrack yeah, Kenny Loggins you can't go wrong with Kenny Loggins <laughs> and then uh, Bonnie Tyler I need a hero yeah that whole scene the the tractor scene yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff <laughs> did she get syphilis on a tractor I think so and once again we're back to Seinfeld sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right at my house I was really gonna impress my kids with and I love old movies so I, I won't get into those old movies that no one knows what I'm talking about and Everyone turns off the podcast, but there was one from my childhood. It's a mad, 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 mad world directed by Stanley Kramer, 1963. And I remember just laughing my ass off at this movie as a kid. Uh, all-star cast comedians, Milton Berle, Jonathan Winters, Mickey Rooney, Buddy Hackett, Jimmy Durante, Buster Keaton, the late Carl Reiner, 
the Three Stooges even make an appearance in it. It's a madcap race to find this hidden fortune buried in some park in California. I remembered it as being a nonstop laugh-a-thon madcap genius. And to prep them, we watched a uh, behind-the-scenes documentary about how every comedian who had any pull in Hollywood at the time begged for any kind of role, no matter how small. And then it talked about how the comedians learned to feed off each other and just turn the script into a masterpiece. So that, that was my setup. I, mad, 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 mad world. Uh, when Kramer was asked if he could change anything on the movie, he'd say it. He said, the only thing I'd change in that movie is adding one more mad. <laughs> the other movie we watched after we rewatched Jojo Rabbit, which is brilliant. If you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I love that. Brilliant. Uh, best movie. Should have won Best Picture. No kidding. But 2019 satirical uh, comedy about Hitler. Now, doing a comedy about Hitler is pretty tough. We were all talking about that afterwards, about how hard it is to make a comedy about World War II, Hitler, and Nazis. And then I thought, oh, you have to see Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. But turns out I don't own that. But what I did have was uh, Mel Brooks's 2005 musical adapt- adaptation of The Producers, starring Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, and Uma Thurman. Uma, Jeffrey, Uma. Right. And, of course, featuring someone near and dear to our heart, Will Ferrell, as Frank Liebken, the Hitler-worshipping Nazi exile hiding in New York City, who has written the worst musical ever, Springtime for Hitler. So those were our two movies uh, that we watched. One really old and one, well, if you're my age, not that old, but to my kids, to my kids it was old. Still old, but yeah. So what do you think? The talent, what do you think? That's a tough one. Um, I mean, because I've never seen actually Mad, 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 Mad World, <laughs> but I have seen the producers and I've seen the play and everything else. I'm going to go with Mad, 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 Mad World because I just think that sometimes people, if they don't have the right mindset, older movies and films and comedies just don't hit the right the same way as as something. And the producers does have at least some things that a young person is going to maybe appreciate more. But I could be totally off on this. So, but that's so what producers I'm held up. Mad, 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 world did not. Right on. What do you think, Tom? I think I kind of echo talent sentiments there. But your your family is a refined family, so there's this outside chance. Yes. In in the back of my mind, telling me that they actually really, really enjoyed Mad, 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 Mad World. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the producers. Okay. And Doc. I'm going to say your your kids, I know your kids. I think they like Mad, 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 Mad World and that producers was the dog. Okay. Well, I remember Mad, 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 Mad World as being genius. We did, made a family decision about an hour in. It's a two and a half hour movie that it was unwatchable. <laughs> Watchable. Oh. <laughs> Fast forward to the end. Still awful. It was just terrible. And I can't (laughs) imagine, and I'm trying to imagine, what did I laugh at? But the producers still seems quite, it is just the song just still seems shocking and fresh and relevant. Keep it gay. Yeah. Of course, the the title, Springtime for Hitler in Germany. It's winter for Poland and France. Oh, and then you get stuck in your head and you feel like just quite the jackass for singing that song in your head. Uh, (laughs) The flamboyantly homosexual uh, Hitler. And Will Ferrell is just genius. Yeah. He's genius in, in almost everything. Yeah. So actually everything. Yeah. So that that was uh yeah, it was 
the producers by a long shot. We just made a family decision that we couldn't go any farther with Mad, 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 Mad World. I was so sad because I was so excited to share it with them. And I, and I committed them to the time and said, we're doing this, you know, and then we're, no, this is not happening. <laughs> you set the bar too high with showing the documentary. Well, I hadn't seen it, you know, since I was probably 10 or 11. And I just remember why, I think I watched it with my dad and my grandfather. And I just remember laughing and laughing. And la- I don't know what we laughed at. I have no idea what we thought was funny. <laughs> that movie i think that happens a lot though with certain ones and like even like there was a couple of other movies that uh, well i'll give you an example so we watched a bunch and most of them like i said i i still really enjoyed and a movie that i i actually i still enjoyed but i didn't enjoy as much and i and it was funny because even my kids kind of said i'm not really sure they go we like this movie but we don't know what the was dazed and confused i don't know if you guys have seen dazed and confused Mm -hmm. and um so we watched that one and, and, you know, Matthew McConaughey's in it and he's a young guy. He's really good and the acting very good in it. And it, if you, you know, if you grew up in the seventies, there's a lot of things to it. You can kind of understand and, and appreciate, but it was really funny. We watched the whole thing and I was telling them, Oh, this is going to, you guys are really going to like this. Cause we'd watched a couple of things through um, some of the other ones. And, and um, as far as uh, a sixties movie, American graffiti, and then a seventies and then an eighty, and we'd watch it. So I said, Oh, this is a, this is an iconic movie about the seventies. But we got to the end of it, and they're like, "Yeah, that was good, but what was the point of it?" You know, because really the whole point was all about getting high and getting beer and getting drunk. That was it, right? Really, that was the whole point of the movie. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right." There, it wasn't really. I remembered it being much more plot driven, and there was really yeah. no plot to it. So we had the pleasure of watching Indiana Jones, yeah, the Lost Ark, with someone who had never seen it. My my daughter's oh, wow. boyfriend, that, who's wow. who's never okay. seen it, and so I got to kind of experience it you know i already thought well who doesn't love this how can you not love this movie but to watch someone who's not a big movie buff who hasn't watched some of what i think you know and probably we agree these how have you not seen these movies we should be called child yeah. protective services but to watch <laughs> to watch him watch and my daughter hadn't seen it since maybe it was like 12 or 13 but to watch them see this movie and for him to see it having never seen it was just just a blast edge of the seat they never picked up their cell phones <laughs> it was like wow that was pretty cool yeah that's cool yeah, we had a lot of those too that were like that. And you know, some of them, because I always talk about like to me, kind of iconic performances. And so like I'm a huge Jack Black fan. And some of my favorite Jack Black moments though are are movies that were from very early on, like Orange County. I don't know if you guys you know, Orange County, he makes that entire movie. Um, so we watched that and yeah. they loved it. High Fidelity is another one, and his whole his character in there is is just phenomenal. I mean, you don't have to watch the whole movie; you just watch Jack Black scenes, and it's it. And so that was a lot of fun too. Like I said, sharing those things, and it was cool because they were still as good now as they were the last time I saw it, and in my mind, and, and my kids appreciated them just as much. So that was that was really cool. Yeah, we had the kind of the same thing. We uh, during the eighties week, we watched Breakfast Club. So obviously, I couldn't put it in this you know questionnaire here. Uh, cause it is such a classic and, you know, you could see the kids just kind of looking at it going, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I know that guy. I know that girl, you know, in high school. Another movie so. I couldn't stand <laughs> and we'll watch it for Clemmy's birthday when he was 16. Nice. We watched at Clemmy's house. <laughs> Everybody's going like, this is just like high that. school. And I'm like, I don't know anybody like these assholes. Never met anybody like anyone yeah, like that, <laughs> but that's me. I don't know many people. Did you just not like 80s movies or what? Maybe not. I also hated, absolutely hated Top Gun. Well, my my buddies had all gone and seen it. Yeah, that's another. You just don't like Kenny Loggins movies. Right. Do you like Caddyshack? Caddyshack? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, Caddyshack. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. All right, okay. checking. Okay. There's hope for you yet. 
three of my buddies, Tommy, David, and and Charlie, all all saw Top Gun, told me how amazing it was, and then immediately yeah. that Monday went and, and signed up for the Navy. They were a couple years older than me, <laughs> and and they're so good that they just dedicate their lives. And, and you know, one of them got a dishonorable discharge, and two of them made a career out of it. So, uh, but they, uh, you know, they they went and signed up for the Navy. It was so good, and so the standard was set pretty high. Wow. Yes, that's true. Tom Cruise did run fast in the movie. I do he remember did. that. We got so much good feedback for Wild Thing, Doc. So excellent job with Wild Thing. But it was always followed with, you're still going to have, and the answer is yes, we are. Doctor? Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Hoppiest game show in podcast land. For those beer or not a beer first timers, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One is not real. I dreamt of it somewhere <laughs> in La La Land. All right, so here we go. Ready? Yep. Uh, so last podcast we, ch- we chatted about my favorite, one of my favorite invertebrates, the octopus. So I still had octopuses on the brain. So all these beers have to do with octopuses. So first of all, I need to give a shout out in uh, just outside of Detroit in Mount Clemens, Michigan, the Octopus's Beer Garden, a tribute to the Beatles. Uh, so if you're in Detroit, go to Octopus's Beer Garden. It's right on the Clinton River. You go have some beer and some good grub. And they've got a really cool mural. Uh, you got to check it out. All right. So here we go. Here are the four beers, all octopus themed. Here we go. Beer number one, octopus has no friends. Beer number two, octopus pajamas. Beer number three, wonderpuss. And beer number four, octopussy. Once more time, here's the four beers again. You got your beer that's not the real beer. Octopus has no friends, octopus pajamas, wonderpuss, and octopussy. All right, producer Tom, which beer is not a real beer? Yeah, I'm still waiting for that raise for the title change from sound guy to producer. Yeah, nice job with the promotion. <laughs> oh, yes, sorry. It's quite all right. Well, to, today, Joe's not here, so you're the producer and the sound yeah, guy. Good. Check, is in, check is in the mail. Check is raise thing. Okay, yeah, okay. Just as long as it's in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my hat's off to you with regards to carrying the theme on from last week. Uh, and you, you've given us some wonderful choices here. Octopus has no friends, octopus pajamas, wonderpuss, and octopussy. Which one, Tom, is not a real beer? I'm just going to jump in and say wonderpuss. Wonderpuss. Okay. Talent. Wow. This is probably the hardest one you've ever done. I'm going to say that because there's nothing to like. To, I'm going to go octopussy because it's a James Bond movie. Octopussy. And. Influencer Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning that way. Although octopus has no friends is an awful, awful lot of words to get on a can, but I'm going to go with octopusy. Yep. Octopusy. All right. Well, none of you chose octopus has no friends, which is a sour from seventh sun brewery in Tampa. Okay. None of you chose octopus pajamas, which is actually a Scottish ale from White Marsh Brewing Company in Baltimore. And 
the beer that also is a beer is Octopussy. It's a pills. Wow. Actually, oh. it's brewed just south of us in Ensenada from nice. Cerveceria nice. Wentland. Right. That's it's why they can get away with that. Yeah. So Wonderpuss. Yes, Wonderpuss is the yeah. beer I made up. So All right. nice. Good job, done. Tom. Lucky guess. Excellent as always, Doc. This has been another edition of Cerveza y no Cerveza. <laughs> Join us next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for a few beers, stories, and laughs. Let us know if there's a movie from yesteryear that you've watched that's held up, because seriously, we need some recommendations to get through these times. Also, if you're looking for a great read, join our collaboration with Beer Night in San Diego. I like Beer Night in San Diego, the book club. We may not be the first books and beer club. We may not be the best, but we have the longest title. And we are going to have a lot of fun and a lot to talk about. What's our first book, Talent? Uh, we are reading The Wild Trees by Richard Preston. So get a copy and message us if you want to join our Zoom beer and book talk in August. I got my book and I've started I'm about eight pages in and, and it seemed to me a book that the doctor would dig. I agree. No, most definitely. All right. I got to check it out. Yeah, you should check it out. All about the, the redwood forests. Yeah, the, the canopies and the, and up in the great redwoods. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. I'd say it's a very interesting book. All right, I'm going to order it. All right. So we're looking for somewhere maybe August 10th-ish. We'll send it out on social media, et cetera, for our time to have a book talk and, and a couple beers on Zoom. So we'll we'll have a book club. We'll see We'll see if anyone joins. I already have like five people that want to join us. So yeah. I know someone will join us. If not, you and I will sit together for a beer and talk about a book. We've done it before. We can do it again. I think we get a couple of Lost Coasts or we get some Humboldt Brewing Company beers, uh, something that comes up there from the uh, the Redwood area. Let's do it. They deliver. Before we go, any listeners, if you're going to go look up Incubus, you need to look up Succubus too also as well. There you go. Just, just throwing that out there. That's the female version. You gave it away. There you go. Is it suck a bus or suck you bus? Suck you bus. <laughs> potato, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right, on that, on that note, we're out of here. Books, movies, beers. While sheltering in place, we can do it. That's a wrap. Uh, we'd love to keep talking. Right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N B run.